In a culture of people focused on self-glorification, personal gain, and Instagram over experiences, to truly serve God, love people, and tell your own story, well that, that is living boldly. Over these next few minutes, we want to explore what living for God in this crazy culture looks like and how we can daily make that choice to live bold. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast, everybody. I hope you are having a great time whenever you might be listening to this. I am your host, Harold, and sitting across the mic from me is Christian. As usual, or as always, depending. I don't, you've been here all the time, so I appreciate that. That's right, I have. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thanks for hopping on with me today, uh, Christian. And for everybody listening, and you too, Happy New Year. I hope you are having a great start to your year. We're getting started with the first Live Bold episode of the year so far. And uh, I'm glad that you're with me, Christian. I'm I'm glad uh, that you're here. Yeah, Yeah, me too. We're going to get started talking about a few different things today. But at first, I want to say... Congrats on your your sermon here last Sunday. I, I watched you oh, online thank you. a little bit, and uh, I I didn't watch all of it. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch all of it. That's uh, all right. <laughs> but I, I didn't either. I did enjoy um, listening to you and, and listening to the parts of your sermon that I did catch. Anyway, I just wanted to say congratulations on preaching your first sermon at Dalton Gardens. There, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Great opportunity to speak. You know, usually I'm up there in a different capacity and. Yeah, and uh, so it was good to have a break from singing in for once. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, Christian is the youth and worship minister at Dalton Gardens Church of Christ up there in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And last Sunday he got to preach, and and you talked um, mainly about Acts 17, which is one of my favorite chapters of Acts. Um, Mine too. Talking where where Paul walks into Athens basically, and he says, "Hey, this is an idol to an unknown god. Let me tell you about that unknown god." And he uses that. Uh, idol, which is kind of crazy to us. We, it's, we don't imagine using an idol to preach the gospel, but that's exactly what Paul did. So good work on that's that. That's why he's one of my favorite ministers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good he way to put that. that. <laughs> uh, I always have trouble with how I label Paul because he is labeled as an apostle, even though he wasn't one of the 12, but really he's just a missionary and a minister. I, I think that's a great mm-hmm. way. Great way to title that. All right, Christian. Well, I told you... Um, <laughs> You picked the kind. You kind of picked the topic today, and I said, "All right, I'm going to put it in your hands, and, and I'm just going to go along for the ride. I'll press the buttons and make us sound good, but you're going to take us." <laughs> so, where are we going today? Yeah. So today, I want to talk a little bit, and it's partially because it is kind of you know a cheat sheet because what I'm teaching my teens the next uh, five weeks. That's besides the point. Um, but a little bit, I started uh, wanting to teach them. Uh, this series that is done by Doug Fields, who, if you don't know who Doug Fields is, he is an outstanding um, uh, youth teacher who brings a lot of materials and, and stuff. He is just a fascinating guy. All right. A couple good books out there. Um, but uh, he, he did a series called Love Out Loud, and I kind of want to expand on that a little bit and talk about love in action. Okay. You know, what does love look like in action? Because so many times we look like... Um, 
we look like the idea of love being something that's not in action. You know, I say, oh, I love pizza. Or, oh, I love, um, I love the Avengers. I love guitar. You know, like all these different things. <laughs> totally. Which, it, that reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys know the, the rapper Propaganda, but he's got a line in his song, uh, Don't Listen to Me. And it says, I know that I love my wife, my daughter, and mangoes. And it's so funny because it's like on the whole different spectrum. Uh, what Christian's saying, you know, like we say in our culture, we love so many different things. But uh, my wife and my daughter f- should have way different meaning than mangoes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I guess what I wanted to talk about a little bit is, you know, especially, you know, it's a new year. If you didn't mm-hmm. know, uh, thank goodness 2020 is behind us. Welcome to 2021. Uh, <laughs> 2021, Revenge of the Sith. No, I'm just joking. Um, so. Like in 2021, we have an opportunity, and I shared this in my sermon a little bit. In 2021, we have the opportunity to share the gospel, Absolutely. just like any other year. Absolutely. Um, and and part of that, and part of sharing the gospel is loving others. Um, I just got done teaching to the teens uh, the Jesus Creed, which is love God, love others. Um, and that's the basis of what Christianity is: is loving mm-hmm. God and loving others. Well, yeah. how do we how do we put that love into action? Um, well, I'm going to be in First John a little bit. I got a couple of scriptures to share with you guys, and then I'll turn it over to you. Sure. Uh, see if you have any comments about it. So, in First uh, John three, chapter eighteen, it says, "Little children, let us love in word or talk, or let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth." And I wanted to start that off because we talk about love in action, and it's better for us to be. Loving in action as, um, as an action, <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't know what I'm saying there, but like what the scripture says, like in word, um, not let us love in word. Don't just say, I love something, show it, mm. you know, put forth that effort in doing things for other people. And then in, uh, chapter four, verse 18 it says, there is no fear in love and perfect love casts out fear. And so those two, you know, I could go on. There's a bunch of First John's loaded full of that stuff. It's all about love. You could call it the love book if you wanted to. Yeah, you um, <laughs> but <laughs> but there is so much that we need to understand as Christians, especially when it comes to love. That love cannot just be something that we say. Mm. Um, you know, love your neighbor, which was the charge that Jesus gave. Um, it's so much more than just okay. I love you, neighbor. It's how can I show that. And, and I touched a little bit on my sermon, like our church here has done great things. We've done community outreach in the midst of 2020. We've done a code drive. We've done, you know, food drives, different stuff, which seem like small things. It seem like little menial things that we do. Um, but in, you know, reality, it's so, it's so big to those people. And especially in a year where families didn't know what they were going to eat. Yeah. Families yeah. didn't know if, you know, they would get back to work. And I just want to stress, I guess, this week's podcast, the idea of showing love as an action because people need it this year. They need to know that love is something that you can physically see and physically grasp. Absolutely. Anyway, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I just wanted, I was, when you were reading the scripture, um, 1 John 3.18, and then what was your second scripture there, Christian? Uh, 1 John (laughs) 4.18. Okay. So 4 and 3. Cool. But uh, I was reading 318 and I, I went and looked in a different version. So I pulled up the New Living Translation and I really like <laughs> how it says it on this one, on, on 1 John 318. It says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show that truth by our actions. Right. And I was like, man, that is 
that is putting it uh, together so, so cleanly and so perfectly because what is it saying? What's Christian trying to say with this? He's saying what we should do is not just say that we love one another or that we love others as Christians. We should do love. And what does doing love look like? And I kind of found it funny. And and I totally get what you were saying. You were saying, uh, you know, this year we should put, <laughs> we should love people actually with actions, but we should always love people actually with actions. Yes, but, definitely. But this year, 2020, and this year uh, that we just entered 2021, most definitely we should show people um, that we are Christians by how we love with our actions. And I, I, can, I can completely support that a lot. Um, were you planning to go first, first Corinthians chapter 13 at all? Yeah, eventually I was going to get there. I actually was going to get there next. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, the only reason I wanted to stay away from it for a little bit is because it's, you know, the chapter of love. So, uh, <laughs> well, but it's you know, still good. It's still very <laughs> profound. <laughs> it's, um, it, that's totally fine. We can talk here a little bit before we hop into there. But when we were, when we read first Corinthians 13, I think it's really easy to talk about and to say, you know, love needs to be an action or uh, quote like Switchfoot and say, love is a verb, <laughs> but <laughs> it is, but we have right. a hard time going from talking about it and actually making it a physical, making it a verb. And it's, it's kind of interesting because that's what Christians get a lot of crap for is talking yep. the talk and not walking the walk. Walking. And, it's sad that that's what we that's what we get flack for because if we're getting flack for it there must be some truth in it and when i think of you know myself i understand because sometimes i you know especially now in my position of being a preacher i do a lot of talking <laughs> i talk the talk yeah. a lot but you know what it it challenges it makes the walk harder because i'm saying a lot more things a lot more truth from god's word even but when i say it that also means it, you know, it, it's on me to live it. And it really is. That's the hard part because that's the part that takes work. Um, even even as ministers, we can say a lot of things and we could just not put in the work to actually do it. And that's that's the challenge. That's the true challenge. Yeah, I uh, I saw something on Facebook the other day and I just found it funny. It was like a Christian meme. Um and I don't think I'll offend m many people by saying this, but it was a meme about how, you know, Christians were like, stop abortion and we're pro-life, but they don't do anything to be pro-life after the baby's born. And the meme was like children's homes, feeding the poor, helping the sick, providing for the orphans. And it like listed all these things that Christians do. <laughs> and I was like, that's really funny because we try and do those things. You know, we don't just care okay. about the baby being born, but we try right. to... Um, help people after that, especially orphans yeah. and children and those in need. <clears throat> but also I read it and it was supposed to be funny, but it was also slightly convicting because I thought about, I was like, huh, you know, when's the last time that I, I helped and made sure that those without a home were provided for in shelters and fed? When was the last time I checked on the children that don't have parents and made sure that they were provided for? And it kind of just every single line it brought up, I was like, man, <laughs> that love in action is something I really need to check myself on. And so that's the conviction, Christian. I don't know if you were trying to convict mm -hmm. me, but you sure have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's a good point because I think, you know, a lot of times as Christians, we get so focused on, on trying to 
say that we love people and, and be all about that and petition for that. And sometimes we struggle with, you know, focusing all our attention on one area that needs love, which the other part is drowning and needs as much love as, you know. It's hard to find that balance, too. And I found that a lot in ministry, too. Uh, time is a cruel, cruel mistress when it mm. comes to trying to find love for everyone because, sure. you know, we only have so much time in a given day, but most of that should be praying that God helps us see the love that people need, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you think about how Satan works and he works on Christians harder than anyone else, right? Because <sighs> yeah. it's way more fun to, con- uh, to steal someone from the other team than to just convince somebody who's not playing to play on your team, right? So uh, cr- Christians are, are a big target for Satan, and he uses everything of this world. He has yeah. access to it all. He can't create anything new. He can only use what's in this world, but time. Time is a huge one. I mean, how often have we caught ourselves saying, I, you know, I just don't have time to um, be in the scripture. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't have time to be in the yeah. scripture. I don't have time to serve. Um, and really... We have tons of time. In Amer- as Americans, um, we choose what we do with our time a lot. And a lot of us choose to spend a lot of time at work. And a lot of us choose to spend a lot of time on the internet and Netflix. But we have so much time. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> we have so Netflix. much time. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> no, that's so true. Satan uses it. Yeah. He uses it a lot. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I'm trying to find a quote that I saw the other day about this. And so that's why I'm half distracted but um i i think especially when it comes to uh, like in ministry i I think you know and and me and you can attest to this but like a lot of times in ministry i find it's hard for me to have my personal study time Mm, because i'm so focused on getting stuff ready for the youth getting stuff ready for sunday that sometimes i let that fall to the wayside and i really have to stop sometimes i physically have to stop myself in a given week and say okay christian you need to take an hour you take 30 minutes, you need to take time hmm. to just step back and love God. And part of loving God is following his commandments, reading the scriptures, doing what you can hmm. to get closer to him. Absolutely. I can, uh, I can attest to that in being in the ministry. Um, and I bet a lot of people can relate to this too, if you do stuff for church at all. But it's not that we don't, you know, read the Bible. We just read the Bible for our, our sermons and our classes and then don't yeah. take any time to just uh, grow on ourselves. You know, read some scripture that yeah. might just inspire the Holy Spirit in us. And, and um, yeah, that's, that's a problem we have. But, you know, <laughs> coming back to love, the problem that we, we really have is we don't, we forget to make the opportunities that are just normal everyday things. We forget to make them yeah. into opportunities for um loving on people and for, and for showing Christ's love and evangelizing, if you want to use that term. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I don't know if I've shared this story on here before, but when I first moved here uh, to Wyoming, I had my, my shirt on from, uh, from sunset that said, preach the word. Love that shirt. Super duper comfy. I mean, it has a good message too, <laughs> but like <laughs> it says, preach the word. Right. And this guy, totally unexpected, rough looking, a guy stops me in the in the parking lot and he says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. And then he quoted some scripture to me and he said, so what's your favorite to preach? And I didn't have an answer. He caught me off guard because um, I hadn't even thought about how my, my trip to Walmart and the parking lot of Walmart was going to be <laughs> evangelistic, right? But my yeah, whole life should be. Right. And so, I, you know, I did my best to love on that guy in the parking lot. 
but I, it was rough. I was unprepared. I, uh, <laughs> I kind of yeah. stuttered through it. But the, I can I can attest to that. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> the whole point is like I mean whether it's uh, teaching or or talking to somebody about God or loving on them in some way, um, we have to be ready for that opportunity. I've I've used that same Walmart parking lot many times since to show love to people, whether it be buying groceries or talking to them or praying with them. Um, but you know I wasn't ready that first time, and I really should have been. And so it kind of just shares how love should look like. It's not just talk. But it's preparedness right. to always be loving on people. Like the idea of preparedness, that happened to be the other day something about Walmart. Uh, I was walking, <laughs> I was walking in there. I was doing like my after Christmas shopping, you know, getting mm-hmm. rid of all the gift cards I had. Uh, it's so terrible. No, I'm just joking. Um, but I, I, I kept like working through and trying to find like, um, you know, what I'm gonna do with uh, uh, all these stuff and then just shop and do my regular thing. I was wearing my he is greater than I hat, you know, and. And one guy just stopped and was like, I like your hat. And I was like, thank you. And then it never even dawned on me what hat I was wearing at that point. Mm. And after I got in the car and I took it off, and I usually set my uh, ball cap on the on the dash because, I, you know, my head, I'm too tall. It'll hit the top of the ceiling. <laughs> um, and so I set it on there, and there it is in front of me. He's greater than I. And I kind of was like, Christian, you said thank you, and you had an opportunity Mm-hmm. to explain what that whole thing meant mm-hmm. and absolutely you know i i feel that because that's happened to me on more than one occasion where it's like all right christian you spend all this time during the week getting stuff prepared for class you're deep in the scripture sometimes you're too deep you're in greek words trying to figure out what is gender <laughs> and all that fun stuff absolutely. Um, but like um but then like when someone asks you a simple question or someone you know says you know you're welcome it's like why can't it's like come on you got to be more ready than that so i've been really working on being ready mm-hmm. like scripture Absolutely. tells us to be in season and out of season on those things i also found that quote I was okay for. shoot it um, it's by c.s lewis and it says god loves us not because we're lovable because mm-hmm. he is love not because he needs to receive because he delights to give mm-hmm. and i thought that was a really good quote when talking about love being in action we don't love god because we're lovable. Like God doesn't love us because we're lovable people. Like, come on. Great. (laughs) Look at, look, look at the Israelites. Like, yeah, tough people to love, but God understood what love is because he's what we base love on. God is love. You know, we sing the song, you know, God is love, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So at the very basis of it all, for us to be able to show love as an action, we have got to be close to God. We have got to understand that God is where we get our morality from. God is where we get our love from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and sharing that with people, <laughs> I, I know we kind of like hung out in what seemed like evangelism, but when we, when we talk about love in action, a big key part of it has to be like telling people that God loves them. The gospel, I mean, the simple, simple aspect of the gospel is that God loves you currently loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. And all you have to do is, is walk with him, accept that, grab his hand and let's go for a ride, you know, but we have to tell people that it's, it's all out of love. And I don't know how much of first first Corinthians 13 you're going to read, but I just want to read the first verse. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So just to, to restate that, if I speak the scriptures, the truth, the tongues of men and God, uh, the men of, of, of men and angels, you know, if I'm speaking the gospel, 
but I'm not sharing it in love. It's just like I'm banging a drum that nobody cares about. I'm a noisy gong. I'm a clanging cymbal. It's just noise, but it's not yeah. even the truth. And so I got a, yeah. And yeah, no, no, good, good point. Uh, sorry. Continue. I was going to just say that I want to read that first Corinthians 13 in the message because oh, I think it does yeah. it very well. Um, but go ahead and finish what you're saying. No, yeah, go for it. Read out of the message. Uh, read okay. first Corinthians here. First Corinthians 13. Uh, for those of you who don't know, message translation is translated by Eugene Peterson. Um, and it is just the way that it's poetic here. That's why I like it. Usually I don't use this version, but just the poeticness of it here. Absolutely. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything as plain as day. And if I have faith that, that says to a mountain, jump and it jumps, but don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor, and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love. I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. I love that. Love doesn't strut. <laughs> doesn't have a swelled head doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, hmm. takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. And, and I love that. I mean, it's very wordy and, and very poetic, and that's how the whole message translation is translated. But... I love what it says there about if I even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but mm. don't love, Absolutely. I've gotten nowhere. Absolutely. That is literally like you could sum up first Corinthians 13 with that statement right there, because no matter what we do in Jesus, if we're not doing it in love, it is worth nothing. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and, and it, I love yeah. that. Um, so what verse is that Christian? That would be verse eight. Um, Yes, yes, verse 8. Okay, yep. so verse 8 of 13 there, it's kind of talking about, and and this is my, my take on a little bit too, is like, what is, you know, what is Christianity? Well, Christianity really should be about love. And we see a lot in our culture of, of serving people. We uh, uh, culturally love to take care of people. It's actually part of our, like, whole governmental system is providing assistance for other countries, right? But as humans... <laughs> Um, I think nobody wants to see another human in misery. And so that's where we have all of these humanitarian causes come from. And it's interesting because mm -hmm. if you pay attention to what some of these humanitarian causes are doing, it's kind of veiled as if it's love. But really, sometimes it's just for status. Sometimes it is for power. Sometimes it's for just giving somebody an outlet to feel good about themselves and not really out of love. And when I think about that, it's like, well, how could it be truly out of love if you don't know what true love is? And so right. the challenge for us from a Christian point of view is when we go and serve people and we, we do these humanitarian things, we take care of the orphans and the widows and we provide food and all of that. It needs to be out of the love of Christ. It needs to be the gospel. That's true love, right? And so it all ties together. It's kind of like when you're having a conversation with somebody that doesn't believe in God and then you try and ask them where their 
basis for right and wrong is, there is no basis. Just like there would be no basis for true love if you didn't have the greatest example of love, which was God sending his son, Jesus. I mean, to die for someone, uh, uh, a terrible you know, being beaten and drugged and tortured and spat upon and then hung to die all out of love. That's the greatest example we could ever have. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. And I think, you know, there's not much else to say on it other than when, when we live today, especially when we look at the year of 2021, hmm. um, this is a defining year for a lot of people. Um, I think it's a defining year when we talk about the fight of COVID, the fight of, you know, whatever we talk about. But through the midst of COVID, I have seen something that churches have done very well, and that is outreach to people. And that's, it might be kind of hard for some churches to do outreach because of the pandemic, but I have seen live stream become a big thing. And I've talked sure. about it on here before, and we've talked about how it could be a double-edged sword. Um, but the things like that, like coat drives, doing the little menial things, shows more love to people than you would ever imagine. Mm, um, and I and I told my teens, as simple as opening the door for someone um, at the gym or opening the door for someone at, at, in fact, today at the gym, I opened the door up for a couple, an elderly couple that were coming in to work out. And they're like, thank you so much. And I was like, not a problem. And that in there, those little menial things that you do for people that you think, that's never going to have an impact on them. You mm. never know. It might. Yeah. Um, and and it probably will. <laughs> and some of you might live in, <laughs> this is a privilege. If you live in the South, here's a privilege you have. If you hold the door open for someone, you have the privilege of saying, God bless, or something like along those lines, right? Yeah. Um, some of us here in the Northwest, you know, we, 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 we're a little careful with saying that because there could be uh, some big repercussions with saying that. But it, I mean... <laughs> If you have the opportunity to share the, the, you know, whatever you're doing, whether it's love or just uh, going out of your way to serve somebody slightly, you know, if you can make that focused on Jesus in just a few moments, you totally should do that because that's the opportunity for people to see why you're holding the door. It's not just because, you know, you want brownie points with all the elderly people in Coeur d'Alene. It's, it's because, <laughs> you know, Jesus would serve others and he would serve others in action. Um, yes. I want to, Christian, one more scripture that I want to bring up is Perfect. in Luke. Um, I, I got to find the scripture. I can't believe. I think it's Luke 7. Yeah, Luke Luke chapter 7. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but this is one of my story, one of my favorite stories, um, or one of my favorite accounts of the work that Jesus did. And it starts in verse 11 of Luke chapter 7. And it's the story of the widow's son. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 17. Just a few verses out of the ESV for me here. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain. Now this is Jesus, all right? He went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out. He was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A considerable crowd from town was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bear, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. 
Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all of the surrounding country. The reason that I, I usually love these scriptures, uh, these six verses about the, the widow's son, is because where it takes place. It takes place in Maine, mm -hmm. which is nowhere. It's a little teeny town to this day. It's a village. Yeah. But one verse or one word I really wanted to point out was in verse 13. The Lord saw her and he had compassion for her. Mm. See, it's, it's also talking about love. Uh, Christ saw and he had love for this woman whose only son died. She was a widow and it was the only person she had. The only person to provide for her, to feed her basically in this culture. And he loved her so much that then he went and did the action. It wasn't just an empty action and it wasn't just, you know, raising people from the dead because he's Jesus and he can. <laughs> he loved her and in turn, that shared throughout the whole region. That shared basically yeah. that Jesus was more than a man, that he was the son of God throughout the whole region. And so yeah, definitely. it's all about love. Love comes, or, I mean, any action that comes should come out of love and it should come out of sharing uh, God's love for us. Yeah, definitely, man. I, no, that's a great example of, of just love and action. And if anybody in scripture is a great example, that Jesus is the prime example. Um, and the, the main one we should follow when it comes to having love in action. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, another good person at that was Paul. And, you know, we talk about Paul kind of being a hard, a hard guy sometimes, you know, kind of the hard nose of, of the teachers when it comes. But you look at the letters to Corinth, you look at the letters to Ephesus, they all start off with brethren, I thank you. Um, for an example, let me turn there real quick, and this will be my last thing I'll talk about here. But um, when he, like in, in the first greeting to Corinthians, he says, yep. Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, our brother of Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to the saints together with all those who are in the place upon the name of Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, which was, this was a very common intro for Paul, but I love the way Paul approached problems. He didn't approach him as, oh my gosh, shame on you. He first approached him, grace and peace to you. Then he got to the, he did get to the shame on you part, but he did it in love. Absolutely. Um, and I think we can learn a lot from Paul and learn a lot from Jesus as, as Christians today when, when we see our fellow brothers mess up or when we ourselves mess up, having the understanding and love that Jesus and, and Paul and, and all, all of Jesus' servants and disciples had. Yeah, and, and Paul's another, I mean, he's a continued great example because in a lot of his letters as well, Philippians is an example of this. Um, in the first couple of verses, he says, um, I, I'm constantly praying for you. I've been praying for you yeah. in these ways. And I mean, when you're talking to fellow Christians, how can you share that you're loving on them? You're praying for them. And so not only is he, he's opening with love every time, but he's also adding another layer. He says, fellow Christians, I'm praying for you. And so I think that's, that's pretty interesting. Oh, definitely. So Christian lightning round. Uh, I'm not even sure I'm prepared for this, but I want to see what you have <laughs> on your brain. We're talking about love is an action. 2021, new year, we've got all of this time that we squander on other things, but yet we know we should be doing love in action. 
Here sure. it is. What should we, what are some examples? What are some ideas that you think we could do here in 2021 in your community, in my community? Um, I'll try and think of some too. We'll, we'll go together. Uh, what do you think we could be doing? Yeah. One thing I think, uh, and I've kind of want to get my use together and try to do this, but is to just, um, you know, and we, we've done highway cleanups before, but more than that, I, I want to do like helping the food banks out because right Absolutely. now, um, Right now, especially, food banks are getting hit super hard mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of things that are, you know, a lot of people don't know where their next meal is going to come. And so the food bank is a great ministry that people don't even realize it's a ministry, but yeah. it is. And so I want to take my youth there and, ha- and show them that, hey, we can love God and love others in this simple way of helping out, sort food at the, at the food bank if they're open, you know, with COVID, I don't know. Um, but just finding ways that we can serve in the midst of a pandemic, even with the pandemic going on because that, that that's not an excuse and that's that may be harsh to say but when it comes to sharing the message and sharing love with people that's not an excuse you know absolutely um i i love that when i was in oklahoma city we kind of started with the food bank and it turned into um every week going out to the homeless wherever they might be it's it's morphed over the years but and just serving them a meal, whether we made sandwiches and took them or we took hot meals. And that's still continuing. And that's something, you know, some communities, um, bigger cities have a lot of homeless population. So serving the homeless is something that, you know, totally is a way to show love. Um, Another one I had this year, we got the opportunity to go to the fall festival and have a, had a booth to just like kind of show people that we're in the community and everything we had was free. Like we had coffee, popcorn, apple cider, whatever we had, you could have for free. But one thing (laughs) we brought, um, coloring books, like Bible story coloring books for the kids. And we ran out, we had a hundred and we could have had 500. Like we could have given out so many. And it just kind of, it made me think it was like to a little kid that was like a Christmas gift. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it cost it cost us like fifty cents a book, but to that little kid, that was like the biggest thing of their whole fall, and it just yeah. kind of was like, man, next time, like we don't need to bring hardly any coffee. Nobody took that, but we need to bring so <laughs> much more uh, coloring books, so many more coloring sure. books. All right, you got another idea? I'm just um, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, another idea I had. Uh, you know, you, you kind of took it, but it was, was, you know, making meals for the homeless and, yeah. and, and that type of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I look at Coeur d'Alene and, and, and the surrounding area. There, there is uh, something called Family Promise here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our church already helps out with Family Promise, but I want to get the teens more involved in that and, and let them know that, hey, there's, there's families out there that are struggling. And we can help them in simple ways of just donating coats, doing mm, simple things absolutely. like that, that that bring so much to the community and so much to people. Um, you know, there, there's so much stuff you can do. One, I had an idea during Christmas, never got to it, unfortunately, but it's a table for next year. Uh, it's just going out and caroling, singing yeah. to people. And, and still that's something we can do with our own members who are sheltering in place, like go and sing to them and just sing praises to God outside and, may look weird to other people, but it'll be very encouraging to them. You brought up a good point there too with, uh, and I'll transition this into my next idea is um, we want to be outreach focused. Um, Obviously we want to bring people to the gospel that have never heard it before, but at the same time, we still want to share in love and action on those love on people that we are brothers and sisters with already. 
Yeah, um, definitely. And so like your caroling is a great example um, for that. Um, something I want to do more of, and I'm trying to figure out how I can say this. This was actually Courtney's idea, and I, I love her, and this was an amazing idea that we got to do. But we've been working on our, our finances so hard this year, and then we took some of our financial, uh, you know, blessings and we took it and mm-hmm. we we blessed somebody else uh, in a big way in the church and <laughs> it was it was a lot of work for us and in physical work financial work and thinking it through but we made a big purchase for somebody who was in need of a big item and we gave it to him and that was the coolest thing That's, i had ever yeah. done for somebody in the church i i've done lots of things for people outside of the church but man there's people in need in our own churches as well and mm-hmm. I think there's been kind of a lot of growth for me in that area here since we've been here. Cause there's people that need things and they might need prayer. I'm always praying for them, but sometimes they need some physical action love as well. And so yeah. caroling to your members, uh, giving them, <laughs> you know, a substantial, uh, gift when they need something. That's some cool ways to do that. Even something as, and this happened to me the other day is I was in the line for Taco Bell and someone paid, my meal that was in front of me. Yeah. And I, when I, I was driving home after that happened and I was like, I could do that for someone. That's something so yeah, small. So easy. And it's, it, it just, it made me feel so good the rest of the day like that. And I wish I would have caught that person and tell them, thank you. But I got to think about it and it's like, God doesn't want us to seek that. No. Thanks. You know, he just wants <laughs> us to do it. And that was just a good yeah, it was funny. Uh, it was a while back now, but probably a couple months ago, I was in the the line at the coffee shop that I I frequent for my drive through, um, and yeah. I saw a church member about three cars back, and I told the lady, um, you know, the the barista. Sorry, I got to use my correct term, the barista that I would <laughs> like to pay for their coffee, and something just kind of didn't get communicated right, and so I I ended up paying for the person directly behind me, not the church member, but just some random stranger. <gasps> And then I was, at first I was like, man, that's not what I meant to do. And I didn't say anything. Uh, And then I was driving away and I was like, was I just upset at myself for blessing somebody by giving them a coffee? Like, (laughs) I I know that church member back there can pay for it. I mean, I love that guy, but I should be loving on these people I don't know just as much. And I was just, I was like, I had to check my heart a little bit and check my attitude because of course we should be. I mean, if we have the blessings of just, you know, 10 extra dollars to pay for somebody else's meal, somebody else's coffee, that's no big deal at all. That's no big deal. Um, It's just, it's just being those positive influences in people's lives. And then, you know, not being afraid to wear the t-shirt that says we love Jesus too, and then answer the questions. (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, love is an action is definitely something that we are called to do. And I think when we look at the example of Jesus, he was love in action. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for us because I think becoming more like Christ uh, every day is an everyday decision, an everyday progress. It's like going to the gym to try to be fit. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm I'm not (laughs) fit right now at all. It's New Year's. So (laughs) a lot of people can probably relate. It's New Year's, right? You're trying to go to the gym or just trying to shave 10 pounds off this year, right? But every day we do it, it's easier. And and it's hard every day. (laughs) It it doesn't get never not hard. No, it doesn't. But every day it's easier. And I think that's what loving in action looks like. 
you know, it's going to be hard, yeah. but it's going to get easier. <laughs> it's learning pains, you know, and when you talk about building muscle, uh, you know, I, I yesterday I did arms and legs. Today I was super sore. And I was thinking, you know, I I, wo- I was going to wake up at six, go to the gym. I usually wake up at six in the morning. <laughs> that dumb. didn't happen. Don't do that. And it, yeah, I ended up going at two o'clock after work, um, got the stuff done, but it was sore and it hurt. But, you know, part of loving people is understanding that, you know, we're going to get hurt. Uh, things are going to happen that aren't necessarily going to go our way. But in the end, we learn through that pain. Yeah. I, you know, I talk about, you know, growing pains as, as you're building muscle, it, when you why the muscles hurt is because they're growing, they're stretching, they're mm-hmm. getting stronger, and our love can get stronger through that, even with even with the growing pains. <laughs> and here's where the gym analogy falls apart, you guys. When we go and love people, we're gonna get sore, we're gonna get tired, we're gonna not want to do it, but we're gonna decide to do it every day. The gym, yep. we can expect results. We can expect something in return from the gym. But here's what we can't do. When we love people, when we give action, we can't expect anything back from them. We can share Jesus with the same cashier at the grocery store a hundred times, and she may never, ever come to church. We can can shovel our... (laughs) our neighbors uh snow off their sidewalks for you southern people that's uh stuff that comes from the sky in winter um you can shovel their sidewalk <laughs> every day for all winter and they may never acknowledge that you're trying to bless them yeah but that doesn't mean we stop loving in action that means we just amen. keep going we keep going amen well christian uh, it's been a really good discussion i appreciate you hopping on with me um it's kind of funny. I we uh, we kind of plan this. We kind of don't plan this. And sometimes, like today, I was just like, "Hey, Christian, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, we got to pop out a new episode." It's it's Christmas breaks over, man. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he just he just came up with something, and I, I know he'd been working on it for his class. So I really really appreciate that. But thanks for hopping on today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. I enjoy it. I get as much out of it as, as the listeners do. So. <laughs> and, you know, right back at the listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know sometimes you get to some people are really dedicated and, and listen to this every episode, you know, every week or two weeks when we <laughs> pop out one. But even if this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. And we love your feedback. So if you want to find us on Facebook, Absolutely. find us on Facebook. It's the Live Bold Podcast comment on this maybe comment some ideas of how you might want to go out there and put your love into action and share the gospel of jesus with people we love to hear from you and we love those that uh, financially support us but that's not the point the point is thank you for being a listener so thank you guys that's right all right christian well until next uh, episode i will see you and we will be back again uh, in 2021 with more episodes coming down the pipe that's right <laughs> all right guys until next week i'm harold I'm Christian. And this has been the Live Bold Podcast. See you later. The Live Bold Podcast is a production of 323 Media.